As you prepare for retirement, you'll be faced with many important choices. We want you to make the right ones. Welcome to Financial Choices Matter with Charles Scott. Charles is an accredited investment fiduciary. He's well-equipped to help you make sound financial decisions. We want you to experience a meaningful retirement. On our podcast, we believe financial choices matter. Well, hello and welcome to another edition of Financial Choices Matter. They do matter. We're here to talk about them today with Charles Scott. He is a fiduciary advisor serving you at Peloton Capital Management in Scottsdale, Arizona. Find him online at pelotoncapital.com. That's pelotoncapital.com. Or always encourage you to call the office 480-513-1830. That's 480-513-1830. And with all that, Charles, hello, and welcome back into the podcast. How are you doing? I am great, Mr. Hayward. How are you today? I'm doing well. It is a pleasure to be with you as always. We've got some particularly interesting topics today. I'll say that because it seems like so many of them spark debate, and so we hope to have some healthy dialogue today. Of course, we don't want to upset you, the listener out there, so if you're listening, our our goal is not to get into politics, but we do want to handle some of these issues because we feel they're important, and we want you to be educated as you think about them. So that's what we're going to try to do on the podcast today, Charles. How about we kick it off with In the News? Extra, extra, read all about it. Well, we do like to hit some of the headlines that are out there in the news today. Again, we're apolitical on this podcast. Remember that, Charles. We're not trying to scare anyone off here. But we do want to talk about what's going on in the world around us and hopefully help you apply that to your own investing life. So, Charles, here's a question. The national debt has now surpassed the $21.4 trillion mark. I don't know about you, but I can't quite conceptualize how much money that is. That is a lot of money. At what point does the debt become a problem? More and more people are trying to figure this one out. And our contention is it's already a problem. We just don't understand how big it is. Telling the listeners, we have notes that Mark and I work off of so that we have some sense of what we're going to be talking about. And when the notes came to me a couple of days ago, the number was $21.4 trillion dollars. The number today is $21.5 trillion. I was about to say, this number is going to be old by the time you listen to this. So. Oh, yeah. That's exactly right. Because I have pulled up in front of me on the screen while I'm talking to you the U.S. debt clock. And that is U.S. debt, D-E-B-T, U.S. debt clock dot O-R-G. If you go find that, it's fascinating. It's live. It's dynamic. The numbers are getting bigger and bigger and bigger as we speak. And the U.S. debt, you know, somewhere along the line, our contention is you absolutely have to pay it back. And this debt has been growing. It's apolitical. It doesn't matter who's in charge. It doesn't matter who controls Congress or the White House. This to us is a a huge issue. And there's really, there's two debt numbers that I think make a difference. One of them is the regular national debt, which is the 21.5, which people talk about. That's the current debt of stuff that we need to be paying, whatever it happens to be. There's another number that's even scarier. And don't run away and be scared. Just understand what's happening. And that is the unfunded debt. The unfunded debt is stuff that hasn't happened yet. It's the people that are going to retire 15 years from now that have a pension that still has to be paid. It's debt that we aren't paying now, but we just have to pay it in the future. That's almost $115 trillion. If you thought $21 trillion is big, you know, $115 is you know, over five times bigger than that. So this country owes a bunch of stuff. You could also make the argument that the assets of this country are more than the debt. So you have a positive net worth. And that's actually correct from an accounting point of view. But from a practical everyday, how do I live my life point of view, 
somewhere along the line, this debt's got to be reduced. It doesn't necessarily have to be paid off, but I think it becomes burdensome at some point in time. And I'm not an economist, but all of these things impact how we have to look at stuff. For us, the takeaway from this truly is, do you think the government's going to have to raise taxes in the future to pay the debt or not? And we definitely take the perspective of, yeah, they're going to have to do it. They're going to have to raise taxes. Taxes are right now near historical lows from a federal tax level perspective. This is something we're talking about with clients all of the time. You need to understand, are there things that if this is the reality and if you think the country has to pay their debt sometime going forward, then you need to be looking at Am I going to participate in that additional taxation as it goes up in the future? Or can I step aside from that and move the assets that I have into something that's not going to be taxed or not going to be taxed as much? So the national debt ends up being one of those issues that is political on the surface, but it's extremely practical as you really dig into it and look at it because, you know, you may be in the camp that, okay, I don't think taxes are going to go up. All right, you know, that's okay. You're still, if you're deferring things in IRAs and 401ks, which is not a bad idea, I'm not saying that, but you know that somewhere down the road, you're going to you're gonna get to deduct the dollar today, but in the future, that dollar may have grown to three or $4 and you're going to pay tax on that three or $4 in the future. So you're trading off right now between, you know, now and then, and it all spins back to, Where's the national debt? Because, you know, they have to pay the bills. The federal government does have an advantage over every other governmental entity in this country, and that is they can print money. And again, without getting down in the political weeds of this whole thing, the bottom line for most people is if taxes go up, how are you going to deal with it? Because if you take some steps now that are proactive, you can minimize the potential tax liability going forward. Nobody wants Uncle Sam as their retirement partner, but everybody's got him if you've got an IRA or a 401k. It's just the reality of what it is. So, you know, the debt's not the driving force of this. It's just, it is a factor and we have to be cognizant of it. And again, not taking a political perspective one way or the other. It just is the reality of what's out there right now. And we need to learn how to deal with it and make wise choices about our future. And, you know, everybody's responsible for themselves and you've got to be knowledgeable about what the impact could be and try and make sure that you make the smartest moves you can at a time when it's, you know, when you have an opportunity to do it. And again, I'll come back to and say, oh, I, my contention is taxes are on sale right now. They're going to go up. They have to go up. And if I'm wrong, then that works better for everybody. But I don't think I am. That's the national debt in a nutshell, in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, we don't pretend to be experts on such a thing. I mean, I think you said it perfectly, Charles. It's a fascinating issue that we have to deal with. If you look back 10 years ago, I remember sitting in an econ class at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill, and our teacher had the view, our instructor, our professor had the view that that was, of course, coming right out of on the hills of the 2008 crisis. And he said, look, if the Treasury Department had not pumped $700 billion into the economy, it would have just utterly crashed. Other folks, and as you remember, that was a highly controversial move at the time because that just pushed us further into debt. And, of course, we also owe debt to other countries. Let's not forget that. I, 
You might know the famous Napoleon quote from 100 years ago. Let China sleep, Napoleon once warned. Let her sleep for when she wakes, she will shake the world. And here we are still thinking through the ramifications of that as we are debtors to other countries. And so we have to think about the ramifications of that. Of course, it's a podcast. We don't have all the answers to this. But I like what you said, Charles. The big question for us as everyday folk is or not the big question even, but the big scenario is that taxes are on sale one way or another right now, because we know that there's two ways to solve the debt problem. You can either cut spending or raise taxes. And as taxes go up, they're only going to get more expensive. And so our options really are right now, if you are in the position to where you could consider a Roth conversion or a 401k rollover, if you've just left a company, those are both options to explore Of course, we can only give out general advice here on the podcast, and so that's why we always encourage you to come in and visit with you, Charles, the expert. Complicated topic. Be interesting to see how this one shakes out in the years to come. But if you do have questions about Roth conversions, 401k rollovers, if you find yourself in that situation, of course, reach out to Charles and his team. We'll tell you a little bit later in the podcast how you can do that. It's time for the mailbag. We want to hear from you. All right, Charles, before we get in any trouble here, let's move on and let's move to a mailbag question. We love hearing from you, the listener out there. So if that conversation we just had just then on the national debts piques your interest, you have a question about that or you have a question about 401k rollovers or anything, really, we'll take your question on the podcast. Go online, submit it at the website we mentioned earlier. That website, again, is pelotoncapital.com. That's pelotoncapital.com. Today's question comes to us from Oscar. And Charles, where does Oscar live? He's in Peoria, not Illinois, Arizona. Peoria, Arizona. I didn't I've never heard of Peoria, Arizona. That's interesting. Local here. It's over on the it's on the west side. West side. Okay. Well, Oscar in Peoria writes in, he says, I recently turned fifty, which means I can start contributing more money to my four hundred one K each year. Should I do this or not? It's a pretty straightforward question, I guess. Pretty straightforward question, and you never get the beginning of an answer as a straightforward answer because it all depends. <laughs> you know, Oscar, it depends. It honestly does. Do you need the money? Are you willing to contribute? Because you are over 50, you do have the opportunity to put $6,000 more into your 401k. If that works for you, that's great because that's a kind of a catch-up provision is what they're calling it, but it's just the ability to stick more dollars in. Something I would suggest is if you have a 401k that has a Roth option in it, you might consider putting those dollars on the Roth side. That's going to be not tax deductible to you, but it's never going to be taxed again as it comes out down the road. That's an idea to to look at. Does your 401k plan give you a Roth option? Because as we said earlier in the podcast here with the whole national debt and future taxes, that's potentially an issue. We run into every once in a while a company that has a 401k that allows for after-tax additional dollars in And I don't want to get too complicated here, but if your plan allows for that, and not all of them do, some of the bigger employers do, you could actually put up to $55,000 into your 401k. So that's a giant jump from 18,500 is the typical limit, Oscar, because you're over age 50, you can go to 24.5 and you can more than double that if your plan has the ability to do after-tax contributions into the 401k. They are after-tax, they grow tax-deferred, and when they come out, they come out in a different manner. So again, not a lot of plans do it, but there's a whole bunch of money that you can actually stick into a 401k if you don't need the money. And that was the original question that I asked you is, you know, my answer was, it depends. Do you need the money? Are you willing to contribute more to the plan? 
and because there's a lot more flexibility being built into them all the time going forward. So they've come a long way over the years and evolved significantly. So hope that answers your question. And as Marcus said, if you need more information, give us a holler. Yes, please do not hesitate to give us a call. The number to call to reach out to Charles and his team at Peloton Capital Management is 480-513-1830. That's 480-513-1830. Or you can go online to pelotoncapital.com. That's pelotoncapital.com. As you heard in this podcast, we talked a lot about the implications of that debt clock and then also about your 401k contributions, Roth IRA contributions. If you have a qualified retirement account that you're trying to figure out how to use properly how to make the most of your investing before you retire, reach out to Charles and his team. Call 480-513-1830. Well, Charles, we appreciate the good conversation and we appreciate you joining us on the podcast. It's been a blast. Always is, Mark. Thanks so much. We'll do it again next time on Financial Choices Matter. Financial planning and investment advisory services are provided by Peloton Capital Management Limited, a state-registered investment advisor. Past performance is not indicative of future results. No one should assume the information presented here serves as a receipt of or substitute for personalized individual advice provided by Peloton Capital Management. For more information, visit www.pelotoncapital.com.